welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. God's presence. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Turn your Bibles with me to Genesis 45. Genesis 45 from verse 1. We have just a very short time, but Genesis 45 from verse 1. The Bible says then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him and he cried out making everyone go out from me make everyone go out from me so no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers and he wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it then Joseph said to his brothers I am Joseph does my father still leave? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Verse 5. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine had been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near to me, you and your children, your children's children, your flock, and your herds, and all that you have. Verse 11, Dear, I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there are still five years of famine. Glory to God. Just this afternoon, the Lord told me something. He said, talk about a people of Goshen. A people of Goshen. While I was reading through this scripture, I, I, I saw that the famine that came upon the land did not exclude the place or the habitation of Goshen. It was all over the land of Egypt. Famine was all over the land of Egypt. And Goshen being a place was also part of where the famine would hit. was part of the place. But God commanded his own people to go to the land of Goshen. 
he led them there to the land of Goshen. But Goshen was still part of Egypt. It's still part of Egypt. And the famine was all over the place. All over the place. But Joseph said something. He says, verse 10, it says, you shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near to me and you and your children. And in verse 11, it says, there I will provide for you lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty because there's still five more years of famine. So, Goshen means a place of plenty, a place of comfort and plenty. A place of comfort. So what makes Goshen a place of comfort and plenty? Is it the fact that it is Goshen? Is it the, is it the location of Goshen? Is it the topography or the geography of Goshen that makes it Goshen? A place of plenty. In my study, I realized that what makes Goshen, Goshen has nothing to do with the place because it's still Egypt. It's like saying there is um, famine in River State and then God says, stay in Potakot. There's famine in the land. So why is that place different from every other place. It's still the territory of Egypt. And I realized that it's the people. It's not the geography. It's not that it has nothing to do with that section of physical land or separation. No, it's the people that God was concerned about. Anywhere this step was Goshen. Is someone hearing me? So when God says to you, I'm giving you Goshen experience in 2022. He's saying, I want to make a people that anywhere they step, they have Goshen experience. They come into comfort and plenty. So it's no longer about our blood. It's from above. So anywhere I step is our blood and it's above. If you want to define it that way. So God was not concerned about the physical location. But there is something about a people that makes a location what it is. That makes a nation what it is. That makes a geographical location attractive. There is something about a people. There is something about a people. A lot of times people talk about Natural resource, natural resource, natural resource. That the, um, there are countries in the world that don't have natural resources like we do in this part of the world. The people of Japan, what do they have? What's natural about them? What they have is natural disaster. What is natural about the resource that they have. What makes Japan, Japan is the people of Japan. 
if California was a, was a country to be the fifth largest economy in the world. But what makes it California? is the people of California. The manpower, the workforce in California that makes it what it is. What makes Dubai, Dubai? Some people don't know that Dubai is a city. They think it's a, it's a country. They say, I'm going to Dubai, I'm going to Dubai. It's like saying, I'm going to Lagos, I'm going to Lagos. You are going to Nigeria if you're coming from abroad. Some people say, I'm going to Dubai, I'm going to Dubai. Dubai is not a country, it's a city. You're going to United Arab Emirates. But the people there have made that place so attractive that it has carved a niche for itself. So I began to wonder, what's different about Goshen? God has never been more concerned about a location than he is about a people. 1 Peter 2.9, he says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He said, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. So God is more concerned about you becoming his guy. Let me use that word. He's more concerned about you becoming his person. So that anywhere you... So when he was saying to them through Joseph that let them go and dwell in the land of Goshen, what he was saying is that they are my people. So when I separate them, anywhere I put them, there is comfort and plenty. Though there is famine in the land. Though there is famine in the land. So it frees you to know that it's not about where I live or stay. It's where God puts me. Anywhere he puts me, I prosper. It's just like Joseph. Put him in the prison. He became the ogre at the top. Put him in Potiphar's house. He became ogre at the top. Put him in Pharaoh's house. He became ogre at the top. So imagine if you are Joseph's boss. You run a conglomerate. You find out that if you put this guy in um, procurement, procurement department, blue. You move him from there, put him in marketing, marketing department, blue. You take him again, put him in what other department do we have? Finance, finance department, blue. Put him in production, blue. The guy now discovered that, okay, it's not where I put this guy. It's about the guy himself. He carries something. He carries something. Smart Pharaoh. He made him lot of all, everything. He said, I'm the only one that will be above you. But every other person will be under you. What happened? Egypt blew. So God is concerned about the people. Not a place, not a location. Not a location. So whenever this period, when we talk about Goshen experience, I need you to take your mind off a place to a people. That if I can align with God in this season, if I can be in this, at par with him, if I can be on the same uh, um, level with him, if I can communicate with him, talk 
to him and know what his plans are this season then I'm setting myself up for Goshen experience all through scripture God's heart has been about raising a people after his heart a separated people called apart for glory Goshen did not make the children of Israel Israel made Goshen it's about the fact that a people dared to believe and followed God and anywhere they show up it becomes a Goshen experience the land is made up of people people make up the land it's not the land that is the problem no it's like saying that our leaders our leaders our leaders are the problem so this is the way one of my mentors describe it that our system is like you take a, a basket full of rotten eggs you know inside the basket they are full of rotten eggs so every four years you take one rotten egg and make it the boss and you complain that the egg is rotten then the next four years you take from the same basket of rotten egg and make the boss then you complain then you another four years you take from the same basket of rotten egg the problem is that the whole basket is rotten the whole basket is rotten A people make up a system. A people make up an environment. It's not the location. I want you to take your mind off the geography to a people. A people. The kind of people, the way of the the way of the of their life, the quality of their thinking, their commitments, their passion to God and the things of God. That's what make up the land the kind of people why does God want a people like that of Goshen you should understand that why why God why do you want a people like that of Goshen what what's, what interests you why do you want a separate people can't we just be like every other person why do you want me to be different? Why can't I just do anything I want to do? Why must I um, get close to God? Why must I build my relationship with God? Why can't I just live my life anyhow? God is jealous about his people. There are two reasons. And in 2022, you need to know these two reasons. You need to know them why God would have you experience Goshen in 2022. Number one, to be a blessing to a world beyond your own. To be a blessing to a world beyond your own. Look at what Joseph said there. In verse 5, it says, But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. God sent me before you to preserve life. 
So why would God want to bring you to a place of comfort and plenty? To be a blessing to a world beyond your own. Not for you to boast and brag and say, oh, I have arrived. It's my time. It's my season. No. I will paint the town red. It's now time for me to show them. Who are you showing? I say, God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. To be a blessing. Anyone that carries the life of God gives life to everything he or she comes in contact with. If you carry the life of God, anything you come in contact with, you give life to it. And then God knows that he can trust you with the responsibility to preserve life. Everywhere you go. He knows that he can commit to your hands the responsibility to make a difference everywhere you go. That because of your expression in Christ Jesus, humanity will bless God. Because you exist, because you are alive, because you are in that space, people will give glory to God. Galatians 6.10, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all. So, one of the reasons you will come into a place of comfort and plenty is so that you can do good to all. You can be a blessing to all. To everyone around you. A world beyond your own. Beyond you. It's not about you at this time. You are thinking global. You are thinking beyond you. Community, nation. Not just what you can have or eat or drink. No. It's a place of plenty. It's a place of comfort. But God wants your expression in Christ Jesus to be a blessing to people everywhere. Everywhere. Someone say everywhere. Everywhere. It's as you have the opportunity, as it lies in you, do good to all. Let your goodness show to everyone around you. Everyone around you. And then the second thing is to be a blessing to the family you belong. In that verse 10 of Galatians 6, it says, the latter part says, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Who are of the household of faith. Joseph mentioned that again. It says in verse 7, and God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. To save your lives by a great deliverance. So the first thing is that you become a blessing to the people around you everywhere. You become a blessing. And then the other one is you become a blessing to the family because God puts you in a family. You become a blessing to your family. It says especially to those who are of the household of faith. So God knows that with you in that company, that family, that association, that local church assembly, things will be better. Life will be preserved. People will be better. People will enjoy life, play better. 
with the kind of ideas that you bring, your commitment, that things will be better. And that many people will thank God for you. Just because you belong to a family, you belong to a company, you belong to an organization. Have you met people who are part of organizations and they're about to leave and it's like the boss is very happy. Ah, thank God she's going. No. When you lead anywhere, your boss should be crying. That's to show someone who carries a blessing. That you know the reason you want to leave is because God is moving you somewhere else. And it's obvious to all. It's obvious to all. Every place I've worked, when I resign, it's usually not a small matter. Because I take it like my own. There was one place I worked. After I left, a few weeks after, my colleagues began to call me. They said, ah, there's a problem. I said, what happened? They said, Oga now knows who was doing the work. Because what I was doing was now distributed among four or five people. And the delivery of the task that was coming promptly was no longer coming promptly. So the boss had to ask, what is wrong? Until they found out that ah, somebody has left. That's what is wrong. So he knew that, ah, so that was the person doing the job. When God puts you in a place, he puts you there to be a blessing. So that your every expression will represent him. You can't belong to a family and we're looking for you. No. You're on ground, but you're not present. We know there's somebody sitting there, but you're not present. I always tell myself, when something is missing in a place, look around. Somebody's not doing his own job. When something is missing, if you complain about anything in your office, somebody is not doing his job. Am I correct? So that person is on ground, but not present. That person is not living the blessed life. Because the blessed life is that first you'll be a blessing to a people beyond you, and then you'll be a blessing to the family that you found yourself. By family, I mean your workplace, your church, your immediate family, associations that you belong to, um, you know, groups that you belong to. You play a relevant role because you know you carry the blessing. 
And then you keep telling yourself that God has put me here for a reason. What role am I playing? What role am I playing? So if every time you get into your group and you find out that there's something missing here, there's something missing here, it's either you are the one missing out on your responsibility or somebody else is missing out on an assignment that God has given the person. So whenever you ask for Goshen experience, so God, give me Goshen experience. God is looking at you. Because you are the carrier. It's not, it's not a place. By geography, it's a location. By experience, it's a people. By what it represents, by what it dishes out, it's a people. If the inhabitants of Goshen move from there and move to another place called Shengo, they will exhibit the same Goshenic experience. They are the ones that made it Goshen. If the people of Egypt move from there and go to Goshen, and the people of Goshen move from there and go to Egypt, light with darkness will move from, from, from uh, Egypt to Goshen, and light will move from Goshen to Egypt. Why? It is not the location, it is the people. It's the people. Never complain about anything until you've taken responsibility to address it. Never. The moment you take responsibility to address it, you are telling God that I'm relevant in this place you have put me. So I take responsibility. Dr. K has declared that this season we will have Goshen experience. But you have to know it and you have to believe it. That you are a carrier of the blessing that produces Goshen experience. You believe it, you confess it, you leave it. And how do you leave it? By these two things. Being a blessing to the people of the world everywhere how do i be a, how can i be a blessing to the world by ideas the solutions you prefer the problems you solve for people everywhere it may be national problem it may be international problem but you are making people's lives a better place by your existence that the fact that you are here, there is something about you that contributes to society. Something about you that makes a difference in the life of people that does not necessarily benefit you. That your time and energy is towards how other people will live better. And then of course, where God puts you as a family your company you work with, the organization you're volunteering, the things you do for work, your church family. God puts you in all these places for a reason. For a reason. 
It is the people of this church that make up this church. It is not the building. No. It is the people. The kind of people. Their way of thinking. Their expression in Christ Jesus. How they live. How they conduct themselves. And so it is everywhere. Because if we as a people want to run with God's word and allow that word to come to pass in our lives, we need to run with understanding. I, I do not like to just run with, oh, it has been declared. I need to know it. I need to understand it. I need to know what my, what my own path is, how I'm going to play that. I'm not just going to discriminate everywhere, Goshen and Spring, without understanding it. No. I go to God and say, explain this thing to me because I must have it too. I must experience Goshen. And then God began to tell me, it's a people. You need to talk about the people of Goshen. Not the place, not the location. So God puts you here to make things better, not to destroy things. You cannot belong to a family and then we're all looking for you. When God wants to do something, what does he do? He sends a man. Ezekiel 22 and 30. He says, so I sought for a man among them who would make a war and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. I found none. God sought for a man to do something. And then he found none. That's the way he operates. That's the way he controls things. He looks for people everywhere. So look around you. The things that you are involved in. Look around you. The things that God has called you to. In your organization. In your home. Look around you. Ask yourself. Where am I taking responsibility? Where am I taking responsibility? Am I a blessing to the people all around? Glory to God. It's as if I just poured cold water on all of you. <laughs> Glory to God. I want us to pray. Can we stand to our feet? God has great plans for us. Awesome plans. But he wants us to <clears throat> he wants us to be to be ready. He wants us to be knowledgeable about the things that he's he's asking of us. He doesn't just want us to run without knowledge, run without understanding. No. He wants us to run with knowledge. Declare with me. Say, I have what it takes. Say it out loud. I have what it takes to deliver to my generation. Say, I'm relevant in my space. Say, God has called me into greatness. Say, I'm relevant. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org. 
for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.